Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Right Ladder podcast. It is the first of the month. It's the first of April. And Sam and I are back for a new episode. Hello, Sam. Hello, mate. I can't believe it's been a month already. Know, that's disappeared, hasn't it? Oh, this month has gone so quickly. And we've had a massive gap between the recordings on this one as well. You know, like usually it's kind of almost like bang on four weeks, but this has been slightly different. It feels anyway, a little bit longer. Mm, yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Um, yeah, it just feels like it's been a really quick month. I've got a lot done in that, but it's just whizzed by. Yeah. See, I feel the opposite this month, but I suppose we'll get onto that and get onto talking about that in a bit. So what have you been getting up to this month, mate? Like goals wise, you've been hitting them targets goals wise yeah i have i uh, i've been keeping up with my exercise routine and i'm starting to feel the effects now yeah. i can feel my uh, spines a bit less curved i'm feeling a bit more flexible okay, and yeah. free um feeling a bit stronger and it that's making me happy it's always nice to see them first results you know um so i'm a lot less i'm not not as stiff as i used to be I used to be you know struggles to touch my toes and uh not, I've never been really, really stiff, but it's just nice to feel limber. Do you know what I mean? Like when you get in your car and you're like, oh yeah, I can get in nice and easy. Yeah. I can pick that up off the floor. And so, yeah, I'm enjoying that, keeping up with it. So, uh, I mean, it took me an extra month to get started with that. So I was a little bit late with it, but um, yeah, that's going well. Goals wise. Oh yeah. I said about my, uh, my VHS to DVD business. Oh yeah, business. yeah. Dropped them round, didn't I? Yes, you did, mate. And since then, I've converted three videos to DVD so far. I've had my first customer, uh, smashed it out, figured it all out. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's rolling now. Um, I've had a fair bit of interest as well. Everybody seems to have got a video, like a wedding video or something they want converting. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a business I recommend for people to do. It's it's not too difficult to set up. And uh, yeah, it's a nice little, uh, little earner, really. I'm doing it currently for 20 quid per video to DVD or £10 if it's friends and family. Do you know what I mean? Or free if it's for you. Oh, that's nice. Well, like I said, my mum my will probably have <laughs> like stacks of them. She'll, 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 she'll love it, you know. Oh, mate, I'll, I'll hook you up. No yeah, problem. No definitely. problem. Definitely. And then my print on design stuff, I've I've been using that flying upload tool to upload all my designs to uh, a couple of different platforms. Um, I decided to just use the free version rather than the paid one to start with, and it's going quite well. There's been a fair bit of interest. And then my my Filipino designer, um, she's done me another 250 designs that I commissioned at the start of this year, and I've been getting on with them. And like when you're in this business, you learn that people will buy anything. And that's not like a, a diss at people saying, oh, they'll buy rubbish. It's just like weird stuff. Like one of my designs that I sell is, and this is just a random one. It says, I love Gloucester. You know, the, the, the city Gloucester. I've got no affiliation to it, but I thought somebody might want to buy that. Might get a couple of sales, right? Somebody in Japan, for whatever reason, no idea why, has bought 20 I Love Gloucester stickers, 20 I Love Gloucester tote bags, which is like a little bag, 20 I Love Gloucester, like um, the like flip no journal notebook. So I don't know if they've got a Gloucester gift shop there or something. Um, so yeah, just stuff like that. It's, it happens quite often now and you think, why is somebody buying that? But you're also happy because you've got 50 quid in your pocket or whatever. Do yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? definitely. But why does somebody in Japan want 50, 20 Isle of Gloucester tote bags? Please tell me. I don't me. know, but I suppose it doesn't really matter to you, does it? Like I said, if, if you are... <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. If you're getting there. Uh... Just sometimes you look. Yeah, if I'm collecting. Yeah. Yeah, so stuff like that. That's been going well. And uh, my work stuff, we're doing a little uh, Instagram live market this Friday. I'm running that, so that should be fun in quotation marks. Um, you know, it'll be all right. I'll get through it. And then, uh, yeah, that, that's it really, man, goals-wise. How about you? Uh, you were doing your streaming, your um, the glazing workshop, weren't you, Colin? So, yeah, we've been, um, for like the last six weeks or so, we've been um, hosting a glazing course live stream. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about, I think it was the second week we are into when we last sort of spoke and got together, so we finished that last week. Um, so, like, we've officially wrapped, but... We've we've um we've recorded every single session, um you know audio. We've set lighting up. We've made it look really nice and you know as professional as I can currently do it, and it looks awesome. Uh, and we're in the process of sort of turning that into a purchasable product, um, which is an absolutely 
massive amount of work because because all we've done is like record a live stream. It's taken us to get that mm. in, to sit and look at it and then look at what's missing. What can we add to it to make it a better valuable product? You know, it's nowhere near finished. Um, but it's, you know, it's coming together quite nicely. So even though the Thursday live streams are finished, we've got um, essentially like, more, well, it's going to take months, but I'm literally just chipping away now. So it's a it's a bit of a chipping job at the minute. I'm literally chipping out all the ums and ahs. So, you know, like as he's been mm. talking, he's gone, um, it doesn't come across great. It's not too bad in a recording, like in a podcast or whatever, because it's people thinking about responses and stuff. But in that, you know, the amount of ums and uh and all of that it's, yeah. and because each of these sessions have been about an hour can you imagine going through an hour's worth of content six times so six hours worth of content taking mm. them out it's just taking ages um but that's going to be an extremely good piece of content at the end and then hopefully i think i mentioned last week the idea of that is not to be paid for the production of it but to receive a part of the income so we've talked about yeah. 20 to 25% of that income, which would be lovely. That'd be amazing. So there's something out there that's constantly, you know, even if it's just one sale a yeah. month or two sales or whatever, it's a thing that I will have a source of income from. So that's that's good. But it, there is a little bit of monotony to that, but it's kind of like at the minute, it's kind of the, the long job. Once those long jobs have been done, the whole thing will come together much quicker once that's been done. So uh, yeah, that's been really cool. Um, I did a guest live stream with, um, Shay. So Shay was our first guest on the podcast. Um, she kind of wanted, uh, I basically offered to reciprocate, you know, she came on and she sort of shared her story with us. Um, I did the same with her. So she was asking the same questions, you know, basically what, what I've been, you know, why I've decided to do the podcast, why we've decided to do the podcast, what I've been doing, what you've been doing and just talking about that really mm. transparently. And that was really fun. Um, that was last week. You can watch that on Instagram. That's there. Uh, very frank and very honest. Um, and I think I'll watch that. I haven't watched that one yet, Colin. That I'll chat you had with Ella. Yeah, I'll find it and reshare it. It's definitely on there, but I don't think it's quite as easy to find because she recorded it on her end. You know, like, but I've yeah, never done. I've never it. done one before, so I'll literally put it in her hands, and I probably should have done it, recorded it myself to learn. But you know, it's just a bit. Um, just a bit too much having just finished that recording and doing all of that editing and, and learning that at the same time. It's just you've a bit had a lot much. on your plate, haven't you? Really, you know, you've had a uh, busy one. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, work teaching wise, we're in the process of assessing students on top of this and it's really stressful because we have to make the decisions. So if there's any teachers listening, you'll know about GCSE, center assess grades, teacher assess grades. It's not very pleasant. It's a real Sophie's choice, but it's got to be done. So that's quite stressful at the minute. And I think that's having a, an ongoing impact on stuff. Um, but that's it, really. I haven't really done, because it's such a big job, it doesn't feel like I've done much, you know, not made loads of progress. Um, I have been looking into life strategy funds. You know, you've mentioned them quite a lot. Um, so I think I'm going to set one of those up in the next sort of few weeks. So maybe next next month's episode will be maybe about that and taking the leap, I think, because that's, that's yeah, coming. Yeah, it is a bit of a leap as well, isn't it? You know, setting up something like that. So it'd be good for us to discuss it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd love to get your insight in on it next week as well. But, you know, the feeling, I haven't pressed the button yet, so I'd love to know how it's going to, how I'm <laughs> going to feel after I've pressed that button. But yeah, that's it, really. Not much. So, um, uh, but yeah, it's made me feel a bit, you know, uh, I feel like, because like you've just said, I, I and you have as well, by the sounds of things, like had a lot of different sort of juggling a lot of balls, juggling a lot of things, um, some mm. things making good progress, other things not, that I'm starting to feel a little bit tired, I suppose. Um, I don't know about you. Do you feel yeah, like March you need is a break? the month. March is the month where um, most people quit the gym. They'll join in January. Yeah. They'll go in January in the new year. They'll go a bit in February, but by March, usually their motivation has gone and they will slip. So they won't go in, in March. But then when it's April, they'll be like, oh, I paid for the gym in March. And that, I mean, I paid for the gym since January and I ain't been in March. So they'll go a couple of times in April. And then after that, they won't go for the rest of the year. That'll be it. So this is the month. This is the month you have to get through, Callum. Right. So maybe this is the month of burnout then, isn't it? I think that's a good word for it, mate. I think that's a perfect word for it.
So as we've just said, maybe March is the month of burnout. You could call it slacking. It is burnout month. Yeah, you could call it slacking. You could call it whatever you want. But um, I've been feeling a little bit lost this month. You know, started off the year really well. Um, sort of like engines, you know, fully at it, just smashing everything. Uh, but this last sort of five weeks or so have been a bit slower for me. So me and Sam were like, oh, do you know what? Let's talk about burnout. And um, I've put slack in here on the notes, but you know what? Talking about how our attitudes change towards our goals and um, and what we're doing sort of three months into the year, basically. So burnout is the topic of today. And Sam, obviously, you've got a lovely jubbly quote for us there, haven't you? I have. I've picked a couple little quotes Um, I've kept them quite basic. The first one is, burnout exists because we've made rest a reward rather than a right. And the second one I've picked is, just because you take breaks doesn't mean you're broken. Now, the reason I picked those two rather than any others was because they're both quite positive. And it's, it's, it's easy to sort of get bogged down a bit when you are feeling burnt out, you know. Um, so yeah, I picked those two. Burnout exists because we made rest a reward rather than a right. And just because you take breaks doesn't mean you're broken. Um, I think they're both res- relevant and they're also, um, yeah, positive messages. I know I know exactly what you mean by you feeling a bit tired and sluggish this month. And I think sometimes when you've got these lofty goals or something you're trying to achieve and you envision uh, the final product, uh, you know, it's quite beautiful, a beautiful sparkling place you want to be. Uh, what you don't envision is sitting and uploading thousands of designs of dogs sat in different positions, writing the same keywords, writing the same titles, copying and pasting hours and hours of grind. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like that's that's the sort of thing that starts to burn you out, that starts to wear on you. Just sometimes the grind bogs me down, definitely. Um, how about you? What's What do you think it is that's made these few, few weeks and burn you out a bit, Callum. What is it about him? Well, I think this course, the 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 idea of building this course is a massive job. Um, it's also an extremely good project to have. You know, like I'm extremely grateful that we came up with the idea. Everything's worked without any faults, really. It's gone as good as it can. Mm. Um, but I think at the moment for me, whilst um, whilst I've got these goals that I know I'm working towards and it will be kind of the end of the year before I achieve some of them, it's there's ongoing goals, all that kind of stuff. A lot of the things I've got on at the minute are huge projects. So for example, mm. I, mean, out, I mean, before talking about goals at work, having to give grades and do all this marking, it's a huge task and I know it's coming, right? So that's, that's mm. quite stressful. Um, and with, um, even even down to the book I'm reading, so like the Goldfinch is probably the biggest book. It's got 864 pages, and I don't feel like I'm f- making any progress because I'm not finishing the book within two or three weeks, like I have done with others. Or yeah, you know that's a big that's a big thing, and it's been great, and I've enjoyed it, and I've picked it up consistently. But because that was being quite big, I haven't necessarily read every night like I initially set out to, or every. I think I'll like, Tuesday night and a Wednesday night or Thursday night, I'll sit off and read. I haven't done it because mm. it's, it's a, it's a big task. And this book specifically, because it's quite, it is big. You want to be reading for an hour. You want to be reading for two hours. So that's a yeah. lot of time to sort of sit down and do it. Um, so that's, there's that. And then I also think like with this project, with the, um, with the course, there's just no end in sight. And I know that chipping away yeah. and chipping away at it, there's no deadline, which is great. You know, I don't have, I'm not working for anybody but myself. There's no deadline, mm. but it, it's just absolutely massive. You know, to put it into perspective, it's taking me about two hours to three hours, depending on the complexity of it, to edit um, about 15 minutes of dialogue. And that's not Man. even, and that's not even like, um, sort of fine tuning the the image and zooming in or zooming out or doing bigger cuts like just the dialogue um so you can imagine doing that for six hours worth of content plus the fact we're going to have to do more recording because we're coming up with additional content to put into it all of that it's some it's it's take it's not taking over in a negative way it really isn't but it's just a huge thing so 
because in my head I'm like, oh, I'll have it finished by the end of April so that they can have it and start selling it. That's not going to happen. I mean, I've accepted it's not going to happen, but that isn't going to happen. Um, mm, yeah. And because, you know, I, I think I probably mentioned, I'm quite a night, uh, I want to be an organized person. I want to have these definitive pins. That's not. Yeah, you want to check it off, don't you? You want to you want to see that and be like, yep, done that, yep, done that. You see that goal and then within a few weeks you want it to be ticked off and done and, you know. But yeah, some projects do mm. really take a lot of time and it does sound like it it can get quite tedious, you know, going over the same audio over and over. I mean, it got to the point, um, I mean, it, it, it's, I find it funny, but it's probably just an editor's joke. I know exactly what the host's um looks like on the waveform i think i said that i think i might have said that last <laughs> week but i really do when i look at it i can see that shape and i'm like that is either an um or it's an and so literally i've spent x amount of hours just going listening through it watching it going oh that's an uh, oh it's an and it's a good job i didn't cut that out you know there's just tons of it and it is tedious is a really really good and i think the problem with tedium in our goals is that it doesn't feel like you're making progress because you are literally doing the same thing the same way. Yeah. It's, there's not really, I feel like I've got to a position right now where I'm doing it the best I can and as fast as I can, but because it is just bang, bang, the same thing again, it's like, like banging your head against a brick it wall. It really is. It really is. It's like, it's the yeah. monotonous job, but it's not, it's vital for it to be a quality product. So, um, that's definitely made me feel like, um, yeah, I'm starting to feel a bit of a burnout. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, I think there's just like you said, there's a lot of things going on. And when you've got these big projects, <laughs> like you just make, make, I mean, I've started to look at how I can break it down, um, which I'll talk about in a bit, but yeah, ultimately for me, it's just having all these really big things and no small gains at the minute no short-term gains everything's very much a long-term gain so i'm not getting that yeah. you know how you were saying you're starting to feel more limber I'm not getting any any of those sort of oh look at this little achievement i've done that's going to motivate me yeah you know i remember when i worked at sainsbury's my manager there um he when we were like i can't remember what we were doing we we're stacking some shelves or doing putting these things on shelves and he was like, Sam, what you need to learn is easy wins. And I was like, what's that? And he said, right, so these three, I think they were called U-shapes. Did you ever call them that? U-shapes, you had to pull out these, basically they're like trolleys. And some of them had massive products on, like toilet rolls. And some had thousands of tiny, some of them had thousands of tiny products on, um, like sweets and this sort of stuff. And he was like, right, what you do is you do all the ones with massive products on first because then you can be like, oh, I've done five of them because these big products only take five minutes to put on. Whereas the tiny products will take all day to put on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes to break up the monotony, you need these easy wins. You know, you need to do something that's quite sure and you can see almost immediate success. And you're like, yeah, that feels good. I've done something. But I, I know exactly what you mean with the with the editing. Um, I remember I've got around 1,500 odd products um, designs and I had them on a website on a mug or each one on a different mug and the manufacturer for whatever reason in fact I know the reason because it's cheaper the manufacturer decided to change the handle of the mug very very slightly and that made all 1,500 of my designs slightly off center oh no so anyone that was going to buy it um, would lose the, the picture on the mug you'd lose about 20% of the picture so if it was let's say a cat you'd have a cat without any ears yeah. do you know what I mean so I started to edit those. Each one took about three or four minutes and three, what, three or four minutes times 1,500. How long's that, man? It's Long it's job. a lot of time. It's a lot of time. And yeah, I, I started to feel the monotony. It was really, really horrible. But th these sort of tasks are like, like your editing and like, you know, this sort of uh, moving a design around or, um, this sort of stuff, hopefully one day will be stuff we'll be able to outsource. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because it is, it's a job. Mine especially was one that somebody who's slightly skilled could do. And I don't want to do it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's why I pay these designers to do my designs and stuff because I don't like doing this monotonous stuff, Carl. It does my head in. Yeah. You, you've got... you. Your perseverance is stronger than mine. You can keep going at these things. I've seen you cutting away at things for months on end and you do eventually get it done. But for me, it just, 
it starts doing my nutting, especially if I can't have music on or something, which you can't if you're editing audio. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And audio is the big game. Like when I'm, I mean, probably shouldn't because it takes away my focus, but you know, if I'm cutting footage or I'm sifting, um, you know, as part of my workflow, that's lovely because I can just have a bit of lo-fi on in the background or whatever. And it, it mm. really does create a nice atmosphere. But when you're listening to, um, ah, sniffs, sniffles, mistakes, finding that we could, it does become extremely, you know, like you said, monotonous. Um, and like, I do think, I think I will, hopefully it would be great to be able to either outsource these kind of jobs and pay somebody to do them. That would make, they make it a little bit easier for me, I suppose. Um, or have some, or, you know, find someone who is better at it than I am. Or, and work with them find someone that you I can call what's the word collaborate with you know mm. um but it's like i mean don't get me wrong i'm really enjoying it you know like i'm sure you you know whilst you sit there for two hours a night changing cat's ears or whatever i'm sure you're, i'm <laughs> sure you're enjoying it but it is it's just the fact that there is absolutely zero progress seen i suppose for yeah. a long time anyway but i've already kind of like I think with the the project at the minute, I have looked at it from a sort of like a, almost like a bird's eye view. So taking a step back from it a little bit um, and looked at where I can get those small gains from. Um, so very, very, just a very quick example, like each episode is broken into sections. Now looking at a big episode is huge. So what I've done is identified where the sections are and then my goal is per session, per sit down, I am editing one of those. Now that could be an hour, could be two hours, but after two hours work, I have cut out all those under hours. It's all been nice and done. And because one section is done, I can export it. I can send it away for mar- for marking or, you know, feedback and amendments and stuff. And, mm. um, and, it, and it's done. It's a bit of it done. So even though it's not the whole thing, episode done or whatever there's 20 minutes of it done that someone's looking at while i'm cracking on with something else so i have taken the whole thing and split it down into tasks that are making it a bit more manageable and giving me a little bit of um a little bit of reward i suppose like you said we you know yeah that's what it's about yeah. isn't it? it's like leveraging the the psyche do you know yeah. what i mean um, it's like taking these little things that motivate you and taking them as you need them you, you can do the same with debt um, if you've got five credit cards and uh, let's say four of them, you owe five grand on each, that's 20 grand. And the last one you owe, you know, uh, 700 quid on. Yeah. yeah and, the, and the interest higher on the higher, on the higher credit cards. Um, so the most efficient way to do it would be to pay off the higher credit cards and then the lower one last. But if you need that easy win, pay off the small credit card first and you can be like, yeah, I've done it. You know, that's what they recommend. I think Snowballing. it's called the snowball method. Yeah, that's right. See, you yeah, know, yeah. Callum, you Done know. Done it, mate. Smashed it. Got the T-shirt. It's the same sort of thing. It's the same sort of thing leveraging your psyche. You know, it's seeing, it's seeing those little results that keep you grinding forward. Um, I'd say probably the time when I feel burnout the most is when I've stopped doing something. So let's say I've been doing something for a month, been doing this exercise for a month, been doing these designs for a month. I leave it a day, leave it a couple more days. And, you know, before I know it, it's been two weeks. And then at this point, it's like there's a physical wall in front of me. But just something, once I've left it for a while, it's so hard for me to get started again. It's like inertia, you know, once the, the ball has stopped rolling, it requires a big push to get it going again. So that is probably what's most dangerous for me if i do fully stop something for a long period of time i struggle to to uh get it moving again so that's interesting because you see it more of a as a as a um, like i said you've described it as a wall that's in your way so it's not like the result of excessive work it's more of you having that bit of break or time away therefore the momentum and the most like a mental block or something yeah that's quite interesting because i was just about to ask you if you've experienced it i mean i know i have but it's very different like mine is just Mm. is just misery (laughs) 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 Um, but i think i i recognize it a lot because i a lot of a lot of it comes from um the stuff that i enjoy doing and i don't ever want it i don't ever want the things that i love doing to become a form of misery. Do you know what I mean? So mm. when I'm at work, 
I know that I've, you know, I've had a break for a week because it's half term or whatever. This was before I started doing all of this. You know, my week was, I was close to burnout at the end of that term. You'd have a week off and yeah. you'd feel way better. You can get back into it. Um, but when you're sort of having, when I've been having those breaks and with it within all these gaps and all these breaks and stuff, it's the things that I enjoy doing that I'm filling them up with. That's that extra layer of work or that extra layer of stuff being done, focus, concentration, use of energy, that when I finish doing those, let's say eight o'clock at nine o'clock at night, at the end of a term that's been solid or at the end of a big, a big, let's say, block of time, I know that I, I'm starting to feel sad and miserable that I'm still sat at my desk and I've not taken a rest for weeks and weeks and weeks and then i start getting sad um so that's that's yeah. how it makes me feel and just can't be bothered to move um i understand that i i don't tend to experience that because i don't have the same experience you know that what you've just described then sounds to me like misery yeah. you know that sounds miserable i don't want to do that man and props to people who do you know the people who put themselves out there to do that like kudos and you're a stronger person than me you know like that sounds hard i think yeah <laughs> sounds really I hard mean, you like there's there's always that um i don't want to digress too much but there's always that thing about oh look at all the summer holidays teachers get look at all the right good holidays like they really do need them you know like yeah i i believe that on, honestly like the amount of the the last week of a term you just it's just like people's shoulders are like so low to the ground they're just people are just so tired and just still fighting through it all um you know and i can't imagine what it's been like for other teachers that have got except you know all the extra marking and stuff like now i mean i know one of my colleagues has got three kids at home can you imagine what that's like teaching full-time having three kids at home and then doing your marking and having to support your family and oh, it's just can't imagine it but they do you know we get them you know um yeah, we get them because we need them. We really do. Um, which leads me on to that first quote then, I suppose. Like that's, I don't, I don't necessarily see my my annual leave entitlement as um, a reward as such. It's like entitlement, but like that quote there, I, what I do see is a lot of people in the similar line of work to me pushing towards their holidays, you know? Like I cannot yeah. wait, I cannot wait. And there is that, that whole thing of starting a new term or starting a new project and it's looking for the next break because we know if we get through this six weeks or this project we're doing is 12 weeks, I'll get a break. I deserve that break. That push can mm. sometimes be too, too much. Um, and not having breaks in the middle. If you see what I mean, like you see the end goal as the reward, you just push yourself too much maybe. And that's when it all, comes crashing down i suppose yeah if, if you work in and you're seeing these holidays as like this quote says you know if you're making rest your reward you're like oh yeah you have to keep grinding or you don't deserve this break the truth is if you need a break you need a break you know if, if you when do you stop grinding yeah exactly if you if you're swimming underwater you can't be like oh i'll, I'll breathe i'll come up when i get to the end of the thing you know you, you need to breathe sometimes it's it's i think it's a mental thing in a lot of cases you know when you when you're doing that grind even if it's just something you love and you really care about um, you still do need and deserve a break i'm not saying slack off and sit with your feet up all the time but you need to have a break without guilting yourself to sort of relieve these burnout feelings sometimes yeah you know? and i think a lot of it comes you know this get this feeling of guilt if you don't do a, a grind social media is rife and self-help is often rife with if you don't get up at 5 a.m and you live like mark zuckerberg and you live like so and so you're mm. never going to be that person and it's and it, it's literally everywhere so seeing all these influences and social sort of social media posts and things that are all focused around achieving your goals and hitting them yeah there's a lot out there that's like take a break but you know when you've got someone that wakes up at 4am and goes for a 10 mile run and then drinks a certain type of tea and then is intermittent fasting and that's what success is it can yeah. you know that can be like oh I should be up and I should be doing this and you're like well actually no, because that's not what your body, you know, that's what your, that's not how your mental 
state works so your mindset works that's not how your body functions if you need to sleep a little bit longer sleep a little bit longer you know yeah and and you can't just jump into that that's when i first experienced burnout i think when i started trying to sort myself out the first couple of days i was like right i'm gonna get up early cold shower reading in the morning yoga exercise all this stuff and uh, i think i did it for maybe two days and then I was like, no, can't do it. And I just felt like an absolute failure. You know, I was just like, I'm a failure. I can't do it. I, you know, but <laughs> you quickly learned that that's, that, you know, that's not how things work. It might be on social media, but um, have you ever seen, you've been on that subreddit, I think it's called Instagram reality or anything no, like that. No, but I will take a look. Basically, you've, you've, you've heard of something. It's not amazing or anything, but it's basically showing and um, people who poses on Instagram, who post these, you know, getting up at this time yeah. or looking really nice or traveling all these places. And in a lot of cases, it's all fake. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's it, the the fakers who want clout. So, but it's difficult for us as human beings to recognize, you know, you don't have to be like them um, because they're not real anyway. You know, I suppose it's the same as all beauty magazines and photoshopping. You, you need to stay focused and grounded in your own reality. Um, otherwise you're in for a bit of a uh, mental struggle, I think, or I, I was especially trying to get up at five o'clock and cold shower from, you know, waking up at 11 PM the day before it's a, it's a very big change to make. You yeah. Know? And it, it, there's only you who knows what you can, uh, what you can do. Like I was getting up at 6am last year, you know, before the pandemic, I was getting up at six, partly because I wanted a couple of hours before I went to work. So that worked for me. But what I did in that time was very little. I wasn't up running. I wasn't up doing this. I wasn't up doing that. I wasn't um, filling that time out. I was literally, essentially, I was just reading and having a cup of coffee, just relaxing, getting up for the day rather than for work. And that was perfectly fine. It was only until really I started looking at how much work needs to go into starting a business, being a um a successful freelancer that i experienced some of that guilt not just from social media but just from looking at i know i know it's hard and i know it's a long job but i kind of want to you know this was before i started managing my time i wanted to be there sooner so i was like i've got to do it now 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 and working every day and then i realized it's just not going to work so that's why my sundays became my day off and even just that mini break during the grand scheme of things, just one day or whatever is having a massive impact on me, like quite positively as well. Um, mm. So, yeah. And it doesn't like the other quote there, just because you take breaks doesn't mean you're broken. Uh, I'll tell you what, you'll break if you don't take them. Yeah, man, I agree. Things come in cycles or phases or waves, don't they? So you have these fits and spurts of motivation. You work really hard, but you know it's it's not sustainable, and you do need to have these rests to avoid this this fatigue or or burnout. Yeah. Um, and it's not wrong. It's not wrong. And uh, anyone who says you can't have a break is wrong. I think you need a break. I do anyway. And it only helps. It only helps motivate you when you get back to it as well. Like. This um, this course and that, I've, I'm taking a couple of days off from it to do other things. And I know that when I sit down again in a week or so's time to, when I say a couple of days, I mean like this Thursday, Friday, I'll not look at it, I don't think. But, you know, I'll be motivated because I'm not just constantly affronted by this piece of work that is such a slow burner. You know, I'm going to go away and do something else that's different, that's more exciting. And when you come back to it, you, you know, I, I do I do genuinely think that I'll actually be like, right, I've had a nice breakaway from it. It's let's let's jump back in and let's get started again. Yeah. Reinvigorate. That, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's not I'm not saying when you take a break, do something different, but that's just an example of one thing that I well, I'm certainly going to be trying. And um, yeah, hopefully that'll sort of help me out with in with the bigger picture. You know, I've got those small gains and then the bigger picture is, is taking that break or removing moving myself from it mm. hopefully these you know it's spring now we'll get a bit more sunlight weather will be a bit nicer um i always find that i tend to work better when i've got a bit of natural light when the yeah. days are a bit longer the weather's a bit warmer like because in winter animals you know they crawl into a hole and sleep and eat and that's all they really do and we are basically animals aren't we yeah, you know? yeah definitely um so yeah i think hopefully this spring summer now we've uh 
And also the coronavirus, the pandemic seems to be letting up a little bit. You know, our retail stuff will be be opening up in a bit. We can see friends again and family. I feel like that will, it will sort of spur on my motivation a little bit. In fact, just the thought of it already is, you know. Um, Yeah, I know what you mean though. I know what you mean with the the burnout. I, I feel the same way to some extent. Yeah, what do you do then? So like, let's say you're starting to feel it. I suppose you said that yours was kind of a bit like a brick wall. It was more of a physical thing that you couldn't get past rather than something that caused you to fall off. Um, but yeah, yeah. I haven't got a, I haven't got a, like a, um, I don't have to do my work the way you do Callum, you know, your teaching stuff is something you sort of have to do unavoidably. Whereas a lot of my work, um, I do from home and I'm my own boss. You know, I choose when I do it. So it's easier for me to, if I do, if it's do my nutting, you know, I can sort of take a step back quite easily and focus on a different side of things. Um, so I think that helps me in a lot of cases where I feel like a lot of people who are, you know, are in the nine to five grind, they don't have a choice. You just have to keep going and going and going and going like a machine. And we are not machines, you know, we're people. Yeah, there's very little control. So I'm lucky, really. I'm lucky, really. Yeah. For, for me, I can sort of be like, right, I'm going to do it for a few hours today. Usually I'll do between three and five hours. Not every day, but most days. And uh, I don't have to have a specific t- starting or ending time. I can usually get those hours in somewhere. And if it's a day where I am playing games or me and Esther are doing something together or I'm online with some friends or, you know, I, I might end up only doing one or two hours, you know. Um, but as long as I do get some done, that's enough for me, really. And and work-wise, your work is very different to mine. For example, on Friday, um, we were doing like Easter projects. So I got there at eight o'clock and we started teaching, you know, our classes at half past nine. So in that hour and a half, we did a little bit of prep. I did a little bit of woodwork. And then half past nine, we did Easter egg papier-mâché project. So we did like, you know, making Easter eggs and painting them. Very nice. And then dinner time lasted an hour for the students. Then afterwards, we did a bit of an Easter quiz and then we watched the Only Fools and Horses special where, um, you know, it's that one where there's that guy in his court. He keeps saying, Gary. Oh, you know yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, we watched that, you know, that day. And also, I'm not a tutor. I'm only a support assistant. So I did. I set up the Easter quiz and I helped set up the papier-mâché. But all the rest is left to the tutors and we, I just sort of take the class. And it is very, it's not easy. You know, you have to have an eye out. One of them could have a fit. We could have a bit of a disaster, you know. But generally, it is quite a relaxed atmosphere. And uh, yeah, I don't feel a lot of those pressures that you do. And I think that's partly um, what helps me when I'm deciding my own hours. Because my work environment is so low pressure, when I get home, I can still sort of apply the same rules and still get stuff done. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, It's really nice having a job that you don't have to beat yourself up to work really hard on it it can still be mentally draining you know you've got to keep your eye on everyone and things happen um but yeah it's it's really nice it's relaxing i don't i don't ever dread going to work Mm. it was hard in the in the pandemic where we were in bubbles and we had to do a lot of cleaning and this sort of stuff but even that was was still bearable and i'd say is probably still a higher quality of work than in a lot of workplaces so yeah, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that my my working day-to-day job doesn't really contribute to my burnout very much, you know. So I'm looking yeah, at Yeah, I think it's the polar opposite to mine. I think having two quite um, high-intensity roles where there's deadlines in every corner, apart from my work at the minute, I suppose there's no deadlines and stuff, but the... the sh- when I come home from work or I suppose when I turn my laptop off, what I'm really struggling with at the minute and what's kind of definitely adding to me just being sick of it and miserable and like I need a break is finishing work, teaching on a computer for eight hours, six to eight hours. I'm going to say I should say eight hours for eight hours <laughs> and then um, shutting that screen down, maybe making a cup of tea, coming up and looking at a different screen, you know. It, yeah, I'm and, with you. you know, I, it, I think it would be very different when it's back to normal and we're going in, I'm going in three days a week, I can come home, shake the day off and then go back and look at a different computer and spend an hour or two doing that. Uh, but at the minute it's just mm. like, it's just relentless screen time. And that's just driving me nuts. 
And like you said with the screens thing, I bet that's that is horrible. It's like, oh, finish looking at this bad screen. Now I can look at this good screen for yeah. a bit. They're the same screen. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. It's it. Yeah, but it's difficult to sort of switch your mindset over from finish my teaching work and now I'm doing this other work which I like. You know, it's yes. Yeah. Mine's massively, massively different, mm. you know, but yeah, I, I can't imagine that's nice. I bet it's been hard for a lot of teachers. You yeah, know? definitely. So maybe that, maybe that's a good idea, Calm thinking about the things that do burn you out and then, you know, pre-planning things to avoid them, to avoid that burnout, whether it be regular breaks, you know, that have you heard of the, uh, the Pomodoro method where you no. take 20 minute breaks every hour? So every hour you work, you, you work 40 minutes and then you take a 20 minute break. And then, you know, you might work five hours and then you have, you know, you'll have five 20, 20 minute breaks in those hours. Um, it's meant to be scientifically the way to be most efficient in your work. Which isn't that interesting considering someone who works less than eight hours doesn't get more than 20 minutes break for the entire day. You yeah, know? yeah, I'm with you. And I remember working at Halfords and I mean, this is retail in general. I mean, Halfords and all the other retailers, Curry's I worked at and all these other places very often I would be on a four-hour shift so they didn't have to give me a break. And if you worked mm. like one to late, you would get half an hour, 40 minutes. So, you know, isn't, I just find that really interesting that the breaks that you have from the work are very minimal and that's kind of set in stone. It is. It is. You're right. Did, well, aren't they trialing a four-day work week at the minute somewhere in the Australia, world? I think it's, just, it's, yeah. it's either Australia or New Zealand or something like that and it's Monday... It was on the radio just before lockdown. It's like Monday, Tuesday, they go to work. Yeah. They have Wednesdays off, Thursday, Friday, and then they've got the weekend. And it, and it apparently it's just like whew, tenfold, like productivity is yeah. just up tenfold. But then that's a response to looking at how people's, how their employees and stuff are responding to the amount of work or the demands that are on them and stuff. And obviously it's working out in their favor. You want more productive staff, don't you? So do it <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. I, i'm with you man yeah in japan i'm very interested in japanese yeah. culture and in japan the work culture is disgusting it's so it's horrible i don't use the word disgusting no. lightly but you know you have to get there before your boss and you have to leave after your boss you're expected to stay hours extra every single day you're expected you, you have to go drinking with your colleagues once a week essentially you know yeah. and it is a serious night of drinking it's not optional um and yeah just the work is relentless and you know you, you if you fall asleep at your desk in japan you're applauded because it means you're working hard enough that you, you have to be asleep at your desk and yeah it's it's just grim and that's why there's such a high suicide rate mm. there Um, people just they feel this misery this drudgery and they're like i've had enough of this i'd rather be asleep yeah. you know um, so I, yeah, I think this four-hour, sorry, not four-hour, four-day work week thing is a step in the right yeah. direction. I don't think it'd do anyone any harm. And also, like, when you are at work, or this might not be the same for you, but when a lot of people are at work, how much time at work is actually productive? It's, it like for a lot of people, in especially my old job in Sainsbury's retail again. You know, I was there for eight hours. I was probably truly productive for you know, just over half of that yeah. or something. If I did work less days and get paid the same amount, I'm sure that I'd probably be the same amount of productive, you know, if not more. Like that little bit of extra break, that bit bit more of recharge time, it, it changes things, you know, it gives you the energy to be productive. Yeah, I mean, I've, I mean, when I'm working after a lesson under normal situations, I would probably remove myself from a classroom um, and just do something else that's not work related for 10 minutes or so. Whether it's like I used to go in my cupboard and have a banana or have a snack, have a walk around, speak to colleagues, mm. say hello, and just like, not, it's not procrastinating. It's almost like deliberate, like this is the break between sessions. I would go in a little bit yeah. more refreshed. Um, that worked for me quite a bit. Um, but you just end up resenting it, wouldn't you? I mean, if, if I had to stay behind, um, until my boss had finished i'd never leave work yeah 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 it's grim it's you really know grim. and i don't want that and i re i'd resent anything that made me feel that way and i think that part-time going part-time for me has really helped with that you know i don't resent the the hours that i have to work with them because it's less they're more productive i've got less classes so i can be more focused on their classes all these little things have made that those three days of my um, sort of like my nine to five much 
more manageable. You do seem happier for it as well, Colin. Yeah. You do seem happier. You know, I know you. And since you've gone part-time, your everything about you is sort of elevated. Do you know what I mean? You're just a bit more, maybe a bit happier. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know? I mean, you know, I do feel it. I feel a lot happier. I, feel, I do feel quite relieved on a Wednesday after I've finished. But that is only because it's it's the end of that you know, I'm now taking a shift into a very different work ethic or a different way of, not work ethic, but like a different way of working with different different ways of engaging with people, engaging with very different people, um, engaging with different content. And it's just refreshing, you know, like I might do it two or three days a mm. week, but it's, two, it's juggling two different things that I do enjoy. I do enjoy teaching. And, and like I said, I don't necessarily want to do it for the rest of my life, but it's not that I hate it. And I think going part-time has yeah. prevented me from resenting it as much as I used to. I quite enjoyed that conversation there, Sam. Um, it was very much, <laughs> it's, you know, it felt very off-piste and quite natural. So I really enjoyed talking about it. But again, I think it's one of those things that you know, when you, you you might feel it and not necessarily know what it is. Um, and I am certainly not one of those people that um, knows how to necessarily manage these things because um, it's all very, very new to me. Um, it's not something you talk about very often either, really, is it? Like you might say, how are you? Oh, I'm knackered, man. I'm tired. But that's that's what you'll say. And then yeah. that'll be it. And it, and it builds up. Um, it is good to talk about mm, these things. It builds up, it builds up, it builds up. Um, I mean, I um, probably should have mentioned this earlier, but I know like the first time I truly experienced it was um, like literally having a breakdown at work and having to take a week off, two weeks off because I just couldn't handle the workload, couldn't handle the pressure, couldn't handle the deadlines, couldn't handle the unrealistic expectations. And that was a sign of, you know, I needed to change my job. And that was the first thing that ever happened. You know, I, 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 I'll tell you what I did. I walked to... Um, I can't remember the specifics of the deadlines. I can't remember the specifics of the pressures that I was under. I just know it was a hell of a lot. Um, and it was too mm. much for someone that was teaching 24 hours um, a week, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when if that equates to three-hour sessions um, in a day, it means you get three hours a week to do your marking, to do your planning. Don't, don't work. So anyway, mm. I remember walking to the classroom, walking into the walking in the door, locking the door behind me, about to let the students in and then I just walked off and they were all looking at me going out I walked back into the staff room and I said I can't go in there I can't go in and teach that and I just burst out crying and I can remember that mm. so vividly and I remember having extremely supportive colleagues because they were on the same page as me um and yeah it was my first terrible experience of break of like it was it was a breakdown because I just couldn't do the work um things changed but I suppose in that situation then ultimately um, things went back to the way they were. It's like, oh, he's had a bit of a blip. Well, we'll, you know, we'll give him a couple of weeks of grace and then we'll slowly start increasing <laughs> the workload again. And it did, it did happen. You know, that's the way it is. Um, but that was the first thing that told me that I needed to start changing what I was doing. Um, I just thought I'd add that in there because it was a, it's just popped in my head now. Um, I was going to mention it earlier. That is extremely relevant information, Callum. And you know what? It usually takes something like that happening before you realize I need to make a yeah. change. You know, usually it takes like a catastrophic event almost or, you know, something bit traumatizing, bit something really bad that happens um, that you've sort of been putting off. It's been sort of looming over you and then it crashes down. It takes one of these events to make you really change things. If you if you don't change it, things are going to crash down on you and you're going to have to change. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's quite... Um, it's brave of you to put that out there. You know, um, I mean, everyone does have these breakdowns. I've had some very difficult times. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's good of you to put that out there, Callum. And I think it helps to for other people to hear it, you know. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it, it does it to, to know that other people go through struggle and strife. So many people just say, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. And, and they're not. Yeah. And do you know what? I, I mean, I've got to a position now where I don't let those particular um, those particulars that put me in that position originally impact me in my work now, but I can still go mm. to work almost on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and see uh, teachers 
coming in, not even just teachers, like support staff and all these people are just trying the best to provide for, uh, you know, the city's children or city's teenagers. And they're just coming in tears. Like it happens all the time. Um, and it's that bad, isn't it? That's so grim, man. That's so grim that teachers are struggling that much. You know, they, they shouldn't. Know. It's, it's necessary. You know, we need people to teach our I kids. Know. And then they have... Yeah, teachers shouldn't be no, struggling. But then they have that moment and then they're like, right, well, I've got to finish this moment I'm having because I'm in class in 10 minutes. Like, that's no joke. That, that, that does happen. Um, <laughs> yeah, 10 minute breakdown and then work. back to work. I know, it's very Mark Corrigan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so I suppose that leads us on to the tips bit. Um, because I don't really have many tips to give because I'm still trying to figure out how I can figure out how to manage this stuff. But I would say, you know, if you are feeling like work is getting too much, you need to sort of take a step back and have a look at what it is that is um, causing either unnecessary pressures or unrealistic pressures. Um, If it's something you can control, do it. You know, if it's like, if it's workload, you can speak to somebody who you trust and just have them support you in doing that or, or whatever. And, you know, but if it's something that's out of your control, then maybe it's like, you know what, maybe I need to change direction, make a change to job, make a change to, um, what, whatever, whether it's the role or working or, or you, do you know what I mean? But before that happens, cause I wouldn't wish what happened to me on anyone, um, because it makes you feel trapped, I would definitely sort of look at what little things you could do. So I think just for just an example of what I'm trying to say, you know, I I I um I changed how I started marking. So I looked into strategies for marking that meant I wasn't spending an hour per paper when I've got thirty kids in one class. I've got thirty kids in another class, and you have to mark them twice. I can't remember the strategy I use now. It's very different, but I changed my marking strategy. And I was getting through papers in half the time less. That doesn't mean to say it wasn't as efficient. It was just a different way. So are there strategies that you can use to uh, work smarter with specific things? And that definitely helped me. And it still helps me now because it's changed my attitude and it's changed my mindset towards certain things within that particular industry. Um, uh, And I'm applying that now to my video editing and stuff. And I'm looking at ways, how can I do this dialogue that I've been talking about? How can I edit it faster and faster and faster, you know, with the confidence that the work is still of equal, if not better quality, you know? So that's the only tip I have. The other things I'll talk about are probably not tips, but maybe things that you could try or what I'm going to try at least. So, um, so yeah, but Sam, what, uh, have you got any, I think you, you've got probably a little bit more of a, a tippy approach on this topic. I am a bit of a tippy guy. You know, I, I like to have specific tips or specific quotes. I like having these sort of things, but it's a, it's a difficult thing to advise because it is such a personal, yeah, really you know, when you are burnt out, it's such a personal thing. And I think you used a good word there, Callum, trapped. I think that is a key word. You know, how do you advise someone who's trapped yeah. on how to get out of this burnout. Like you said, if you've got three kids at home and you work in this teaching job, which you need, what can I, Sam, say that's going to help that person? I can't say change your job. They'll be like, I need it. I need yeah. to do this. I can't say, you know, have a bit of time off. They'll be like, I need to see my yeah. kids. Do you know what I mean? So I don't want to be that guy who's like, oh yeah, have a break, change your job. You know, I can do it's all that all right. stuff. If, yeah. You know, it's a, exactly, I can, I can have a break. I can, you know, change it up a bit or I can just not do my work for a little while. But a lot of people aren't in the position that I'm in. A lot of people can't do that. So I think it'd be a bit insensitive of me just to say, yeah, sit off, have a beer, you know, put your feet up for a bit. That'll help you. Um, so it, yeah, it is a difficult one to advise, but I think on the most basic level, if you are feeling this terrible burnout, yeah, step one is to reassess, is to um, sit and think about what needs to be changed. Um, if, if you are burnt, burnt out or having a breakdown, then you need to specifically think about, right, something needs to change, you know, and change it. Um, but if you're sort of having this burnout where, like you said, in your editing project, that needs to get done. You want to do it and you enjoy the project, you know. So that is not a case where something needs to change. Maybe then it, it, it's better to maybe vary your approach as best you can. 
Um, but then, you know, tip number three is if you need to do something that needs to be done, <laughs> you're going to have it. to do it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's not even a tip, man. What What can you say to somebody that's that's really, really struggling? All, all you can say is, I empathize with you. I'm sorry. It, it feels bad, you mm. know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to suggest specifically. It's such a difficult thing. I suppose it's just on a, on a case-to-case thing, you yeah. know. Um, for me, I like to have a change. You know, if I'm doing this editing, editing these thousand mugs mm-hmm. and I've done 200 yeah. and it's doing my nut in, I'll change it up. I'll do something different. Or, you know, if I've, I've been doing it for three hours, I'll stop. I'll do a bit of exercise, a bit of stretching, put on some uplifting music, open a window. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very, very basic suggestions, really. And then also, you know, when I spoke about when it's like a brick wall in yeah. front of me, um, you know, like inertia when the ball stops rolling that I can advise on because, you know, if you let the ball stop rolling, which I frequently have in the past, I'm not too bad for it now. But once I've started doing something and stopped doing it and it, it's like something stopping you from carrying on, you're like, like, for example, Esther, I'm throwing her under the bus here, actually. So I hope she doesn't listen to this, but she's had this DVLA form to change our address, right? And we, we got it um, at the start of this year, January. And she's been like, you know, it'll take an hour to, to go through. It's a bit of a mess about. And she's like, oh yeah, in January. I said, oh, you need to, you know, you need to get that form done or else you, you can get done or whatever. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Got to halfway through January. I'm like, Esther, you know, you need to, you need to do your form, <laughs> you know, need to do him. And I'm not, a, obviously I'm not a mom and dad. I don't tell her what to do. So I've not re- reminded her since then. But it's still sat there in the in the letter rack, and it's March now. Well, it's April, April just April now. <laughs> um, and and I spoke to her about it the other day. I was like, "You still haven't done that." And she's like, "Sam, the more times you ask me, and the longer I see it sitting there, the less I want to yeah. do it." And so she, I know that she feels this brick wall thing the same as me. If you've got if you've left something too late to do, you're like, "I'm not doing it now." I think I think I've said this on another episode actually. I think talking like this candidly to you, Callum, teaches me a lot about myself. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think of myself as quite a chilled out guy, but it turns out that I can be quite, I don't know what the word is, maybe childish where I'm like, you know, if someone tells me to do something or if there's something I need to do and I've left it too long, I'm like, not doing that. Thank you yeah. very much. Do you know what I mean? So I just, so for me personally, my tip is don't let it get to that point. If you said you're going to exercise a couple of days a week and you miss a week, just do a little bit, Yeah, you know, just to keep the ball rolling. That is my advice. Keep the ball rolling. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. What about this website then? This is karma.com. What's that on the notes? Yeah, I, I left a little link here. I looked at this um, another time. It, it's basically, it's a small article on the five stages of burnout. And uh, so the five stages are the honeymoon phase, which is what we talked about earlier, when you're feeling invigorated. And the next stage is onset of stress. And that is when, so basically, um, it's when you, you're aware of your task that you're doing, you know, that you previously were invigorated about. You know, you're like, oh, there's quite a lot of work here, you know, uh, and it starts to build up a little bit. The next stage is chronic stress. And uh, yeah, this talks about... Um, the effects you might get from these stress levels and identifying, you know, that a breakdown or burnout is coming. The next stage is burnout and that is sort of self-explanatory where the symptoms become critical. And then the fifth one is what I'm on about with this brick wall. And this is why I posted it really because it says habitual burnout. The final stage of burnout is habitual burnout. This means that the symptoms of burnout are so embedded in your life that you are likely to experience a significant ongoing mental, physical or emotional problem. Um, so yeah, that's why I thought this was relevant. The habitual burnout is sort of when. it's The, the habitual burnout for me is that brick wall that's up. Do you know what I mean? It's the same sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it, it's an interesting little article. It, it does give some tips at the end, but they are not amazing, just like ours aren't really. There's not any specific tips you can give. But, yeah, this article might be useful to some people. Mostly lists um, symptoms of burnout, and it maybe help, helps to identify, you know, that one's coming rather than a breakdown hitting you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so being able to recognize um, it before it sort of takes exactly takes yeah it's it's you know prevention rather than cure or whatever yeah. it's not a bad little website well i'll put that i'll share that with everybody i'll put the link in our link tree um but it is this is calmer.com c-a-l-m-e-r.com um yeah no that's really good mm. i think yeah it says it says here 
Burnout can affect anyone at any time in their lives. However, a recent study has shown that the average professional experiences burnout by the age of 32. So by 32, everybody is at a burnout or most people have according to this study here. Wow. Um, and that is interesting because it's not, considering that the average professional experiences it by 32, there's not much talk about it, is there? No, you know? no it's not. It's not. It's almost like in the professional world, it's something that isn't discussed a lot um, until it happens. And then you're like just passed on to the, you know, people to deal with you to see if you're fit for work or not. That's that's how I... Yeah, quick breakdown and back to work it, again. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I do agree with you. I think there's absolutely no way that two lads in the 30s or barely in the 30s, you know, can advise someone else who's got a very different situation, work-life balance, um, home life, everything, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just, you can't, I don't have any tips for it. I think the only thing, the only thing for me, <laughs> yeah, one. the only thing for me is just, and I find this hard. I mean, I'm saying this now as though, like, this is what I do is one, just take break, just take the breaks, however you can, whatever your situation is, because my, my Sundays now are the nicest day because I know that, um, well, I, it's guilt-free. So secondly, it is don't be guilty for taking those breaks. You know, don't reward yourself. Take them because it's it's a part of your physical healing, I suppose. Just like exercising, you exercise and you have a couple of days rest to allow your body to recover. Sleep is another one of those things that allows your body to recover. Taking rest is another one. And you will feel better if you have that time guilt-free. So don't feel guilty about taking them and filling it with things that you do want to do or what you don't want to do, you know, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. You know, if you want to sit and read a book, read a book. If you don't, don't, you know, do what you like and just have that time. I do one day a week. Some people might do a couple of days, what are your weekends, whatever. Um, it's just whatever you can do. But like you said, Sam, it's, it's, it's about what your situation, your circumstances and what you, you can do, but please, um, yeah, have a read of that article that Sam's put and nip it in the bud. Because I wouldn't want anyone yeah, to go I'm through with what you. I went through. Um, and, you know, you want to enjoy the things that you enjoy doing. And you want to enjoy them not feeling fatigued and not feeling miserable. You want to feel like they are, you know, living your life, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, I'm with you there, mate. Maybe maybe we should have a bit of a restful month and come back. Maybe we'll uh, come back reinvigorated next podcast, you know. Yeah. I might, what I might do for the next one is take note of all the breaks that I had or the things that I, you know, the distance, the things that I did to distance myself away from it. And, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll probably feedback on how that made me feel. I suppose that'd be a good thing to do for next month. I might do that. In fact, I will. Yeah, do that. I'm with you. Good. I'm glad. Did you, Hey, let me ask you actually, I'll put you on the spot on here. Then. After we did the uh, podcast last month, um, I said, you have to take a little video yourself, do a little vlog. I know that I did one straight yeah, after I didn't. it. Did no, you I tell didn't. him? No, but you know, well, I'm not even going to make an excuse <laughs> for it. I didn't because I just sort of packed all my gear away and sort of tied it up and got organized and then it just slipped my mind. But I will do one for the next for the next one and then you can ask me again. Okay, that's a deal. Maybe this is a good time to do one actually when you are feeling a bit deflated. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then you can come back afterwards and look at it and be like, yeah, I can, you know, might help you avoid it next time or you yeah. know what I mean? Bit of an insight. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> just cut it. Just cut that part. Don't worry about Brilliant. it, mate. Um, okay, so I think I think we'll probably call it there. I think that's been a really good chat. I've really enjoyed that. And I think my phone's about to die. So um, Mine is yeah. as well. So uh, thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch and share your stories or your experiences of burnout, go, you know, the good, the things that you do, I was going to say the good and the bad experiences, but it's not a good experience, you know, no, just it's your, not. It's just not, your experiences with it. You can do by sending us a message on Instagram. That is um, at right ladder podcast, or you can send us an email at rlpodcast at right productions.com. And um, I'd love to read them out. We still want some emails, man. Still want some emails. I think I've got a couple. Yeah, send us an email. Let us read out your email. You could be famous on the Right Letter podcast. Send us Absolutely. an email. And keep your eye out for some upcoming guest episodes. I think there might be one coming up sooner rather than later, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe, Looking maybe. forward to them. Looking forward to them. Um, and yeah, I will. Um, it's been great to speak to you, mate. I'm glad the. Uh, 
It's a good, good yeah, catching man, up. Yeah, I spoke to you. I've, I've sent you a few messages. Been, I had a good chat this month, so it's yeah, been nice. definitely. All right, bro. Well, I shall see you next month. Thank you for listening, everyone, and I shall see you later. See you again soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.